say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alabasha Kebredo Sokono. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. Hora basta kalamasi ya bahaya. Mambro do sagi dahaya. No, my light will not just go on. It's not enough that you clear. You have to be excellent. Your light. No, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you do before. And he has put all things under his side. Under his side. Beat someone on your left and your right.
Yeah. If you happy and you know, clap your hand. If you happy and you know, clap your hand. If you happy and you know, and you really want to show, if you happy and you know, stamp your feet. <laughs> Praise God. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory for the word that we are about to receive in our spirits. Let it find a place in every individual here. And let it make an impact on each one of them for now and for all eternity. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Amen. From now on, attending a monthly midweek services for department members is mandatory. Okay. We will, we will not take lightly to people deciding not to come over. You people, you love your cell meetings more than these meetings for when everyone comes. Where is everyone? Acts 20. Ah. Don't follow me. Yesu. Yesu. Aliwa, oh, no, no, Dana, yes, that's how people look when they're saying Jesus is nice. <laughs> wow, that's serious. <laughs> Verse 32, it says, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word of God is able to build you up, not build you down. Whatever kind of building, if it's building down, I, I, I don't want to participate. Tashen is already feeling it. Um, and it says, build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all those who are sanctified. Praise God. So, the word of God has got an inherent ability number one to build you. Everyone has got things that build them. For some, it's just a chishawama. There's a way it builds you. There's a a message in the chifud when you eat. It builds you. For some of it, it's a show. Uh, Maybe on a channel, on Netflix, on Disney Channel, when you watch that show, you feel built. That Bangladesh show, it makes you. We all have that one thing that makes us. For some people, it's their relationship. For some people, it's ministry. Um, But you see, all those things can fade away. Even ministry can fade away. Sorry to disappoint you. But we are told that the word of God is able to build you. It's able to build you. It's got an inherent ability to build you. There are some people who have only been built in the flesh. My body builder. <laughs> the words build you. And the food you are eating is building you. See? 
So the chef would say, I commend you to this diet, which is able to build you. And also the gym. Those things can build you in their own right. Attending class and listening to what the lecturer is teaching you is able to build you. But all those buildings do not last. But the word of God is able to build you and it builds you permanently. Are you listening to me? It builds you permanently and in all areas of life. Timothy was taught bodily exercise profiteth little. And these days there's been an advent of everybody telling us to go to the gym and do this and eat this. And I agree with that. But let's not forget the weightier matters. The Bible says, but godliness is profitable unto all things. All things. All things. Because it says, man shall not live by bread alone, Matthew 4 verse 4, but by every word which proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. You can live by it. You can find life. He says in Proverbs uh, chapter 4 that this, this word is life to those who find them. And it is health to all their flesh. Are you listening to that? The word of God just doesn't change your mind. It just doesn't change your spirit. It affects your flesh too. This is why he says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword and is able to go to the dividing line of the spirit and the soul. Then it goes into the flesh. It says the joint and the marrow. So the word of God is able to touch all areas of your life. Did you know that? If you know that or if you come to an acknowledgement of that, it changes the way you think. It changes the way you approach the word of God. So it's living and active. Then verse 13 of Hebrews 4, the KJV says, and nothing is hidden before him. Then it gives the word of God a personality. It doesn't say it. That qualifies the first sentence in verse 12 that the word of God is living because a personality is attributed to it. Tell me that song. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It says, all things are made through him and nothing was made that was made in him word him the english doesn't sound very correct but it's not about the correctness of the language it's about the accuracy of the spiritual substance being communicated there and language is incapable of encapsulating it language is incapable of communicating it the way it should be so he says he commends you to God unto the word of his grace, which has inher- inherent ability to build you. He doesn't say in what area, my brother. It means the word of God can give you in all things, praise God. Thank God it's a blank check. It says it can build you in all things. Meaning if it comes to health, the word of God can build you. If it comes to relationships, the word of God can build you. If it comes to wisdom for staying with people, for working in your work environment, all things, it says it is able to build you. That's why it says, and it doesn't just build you. It says it gives you an inheritance amongst those that are set apart. It gives you a place amongst those that are set apart. It builds you first. And that's interesting. That's powerful. 
It builds you first. That's what the word of God does. It builds you. Some people are not yet ready for the inheritance of the sanctified. So what they need first is to be built up in the world. They are not ready. No, they are not ready. They are not ready. And that's the problem today. Too many people are not ready, but they've been around for a while. Ever learning, but never coming to the full knowledge of the truth. May that never be your portion. It's able to build you up. Build you up. First, that's the work of that's the word of the work. That's the work of the word of God. It's able to build you up. Somebody said, build me. It's able to build you up. And be careful, especially those who are in ministry. There's a temptation to always listen to the word of God so that you can share it. So you find there are many ministers who are immature. Because the word of God is not working in them. Every time it comes in, it doesn't find a place in their heart. It comes out. So you must be very careful. It's something that I personally have have had to discipline myself against. You, you see some ministers very immature. Why? And, but when they speak revelation, you're like, wow. <laughs> but how come the thing is not working for the man? How come that wisdom of the spirit is not functioning in his personal life? You can't account for what he has done. You can't. It's because he's very excited to share it. <laughs> but then when it comes to his personal practice, able to build you up and then give you an inheritance amongst those that are called by God. Amen. Those that are sanctified. Do you even know what it means to be given an inheritance? See, the inheritance of a Christian is not in the manifestation of the blessing. It's in the word of God. That's the way the inheritance of the saint is. The inheritance of the saint, our inheritance, is in our understanding and practice. Our understanding our receipt, our understanding, our processing, and then our applicability of that word. Our, our inheritance is in the word. Are you listening to me? So that word is able to give you an inheritance. It's able, it's able to give you. Oh boy. God made Solomon. In a dream, and he asked him what he would like. And he said, I want wisdom. Right? I want wisdom. And God was so impressed with Solomon. I want us to look at Proverbs chapter 4. Let me show you something. Ministers, you are listening. Minister Mono. Where is Minister Stefan? You, you deaconesses and oh, whatever positions you have. Or what they call you. Woman of God, one soldier. one thing to receive revelation and give it to others is another thing to leave it. Every 
unleaved revelation is a missed opportunity. Because what revelation does is it exposes you to time and chance. The moment you receive revelation, you've received an enshrinement of time and chance. Because revelation is not always subject to time. So when the thing comes, when that rim away it's the spirit, right there is the time and the chance. Get results done. Okay? I'm telling you secrets that have changed my life and kept me consistent. Talking about my personal life, not how I've, the Lord has used me to change other people's lives. No. Verse 7 says, wisdom is a principal thing, therefore get wisdom. It's principle, meaning it comes first. It says, get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. Praise God. It says, get wisdom. It's the number one thing. It didn't say get miracles. I'm not saying they're not important. It didn't say get a job. It didn't say get capital. He didn't say, get a right woman for you. There's some people who say, the secret to long life is marrying the right woman. You can marry a right woman and still go left. See? So the secret to success, he's taught. He has taught us here. It's a principal thing. It's the principal thing. It's number one. It comes first. Says, get it, and in all you're getting, get understanding. I told you, God met Solomon and he asked Solomon what he would want. Then he said, Give me wisdom, okay? But then, when we read the Bible, just let's I'll look at this very quickly. Solomon had a dream, right? Remember that. And in the dream, God appeared to him just after he had become king. And God said, ask me anything. That was quite a blank check. Imagine God appearing to you telling you, ask me anything. Hi! Lord, can you give me two days? <laughs> That's how some of you would respond. <laughs> to go consult my friends. <laughs> I said, the Lord appeared to me. <laughs> I hope your friend gives you the, give you the right wisdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, Solomon says, give me wisdom. And then here's what God says in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 10. It says, the Bible says, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, and you have not asked for long life for yourself, you would have asked for long life. I want to beat Methuselah's age. You will live 960 something years old. I'm sure he read about him, but he didn't ask for that. He says, because you've asked for this, not for long, long life. No, have you asked for riches for yourself? No, have asked for the life of your enemies. Because he had many enemies. David was a fighter. David was the one deal. <laughs> so the time the man died. The time the man died. As in David was for fighting, that God told him, your hands are full of blood, you won't give me a temple. Yeah. He used to fight, kill, and even get other people's wives. That's David, you see? To the extent that when he was old, for them to check that he's about to die, they put a young woman and he never touched her. That's when they knew how the king has finished. <laughs> Read. 
So he had many enemies around him. And they were just waiting for him to die. So an immature young king can come and then they would pounce on him. So Solomon would have asked for the necks of his enemies. But he didn't ask for that. He asked for wisdom. Why? So God said, because you've asked for this, I have done according to your word. Then he says, behold. And God, see, there's something about the way God works. Have you noticed the Bible says, and God said, God blessed them, uh, Genesis 1.8, God blessed them and said. That's how the blessing came. How did God bless them? He said, the blessing is in the saying the same way the cursing is in the saying. You don't see anywhere where God comes with a blessing from heaven and lashes. No. No, 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 no. He didn't tell uh, an angel who is responsible for creating blessings. Can you use, go to that planet, get this concoction? No, 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 no. The Bible says God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish or fill the earth, subdue it and have dominion. And that's how Adam was created, a God, full of the capacity to multiply, full of the capacity to be fruitful, full of the, just like that. Somebody said, just like that. Just like that. So when I'm preaching and I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, you are blessed. If you have spiritual understanding, you will quickly get on your knees and say, Amen! <laughs> Because you just know something has been released. Sometimes you can tell a difference in a service like this between a person who's been educated spiritually and one who needs a lot of help. Your response to the word of God, it's not tradition, it's a spiritual response to the word of God. When we say, you are blessed this week, you say, amen. We are not, you'll get it one day. So the Bible says, behold, behold, I have done according to your words. See, that's what he told Satan in the book of Job. He said, see, everything he has is in your hands. Just like that. There's something about the word of God. There's something about the word of God. That now when we take it and we put it in our spirit and we believe the thing for what it is, we'll be, for, we'll be people who we are gods on this earth. But we say it for the sake of communicating a figure of speech and our hearts are far from it. So, he says, the word which they received did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. And I've also given what you have not asked, both riches and honor. Just because they asked for wisdom. So, it's like there's a key that he needed. When you get that master key, there were different keys which would open different doors. There's a key to long life. There's a key... Uh, to many women, there was a key to, um, you know, being a chief of all kings and all that kind of stuff. All those, but there was one master key God was looking for. And once Solomon got it, he was able to open every door. May that wisdom of God rest on you, sir, able to open everything. What put Samson in this place? And look at this. It says, and I've also given you what you have not asked for, riches and honor, so that there will be no one like you among the kings all your days. Wow. So you see, 
And the Bible says, Then Solomon awoke, verse 15, and indeed it was just a dream. But this man was educated that the Bible says in the next phrase, And he went to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant and offered burnt sacrifices, peace offerings, and made feasts. He knew he had received something. He knew it was a dream, but it was just not a mere dream. No wonder the Bible says, Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams. It takes being old in the spirit to make the meaning of it takes being old. May you grow, not just become a young First John chapter 2, he says, I write to you young men. I write to you children. I write to you young men. Then I say, he says, I write to you fathers. We're in different age groups in the realm of the spirit. Some of these Tuma people are old. You are so old. <laughs> they be looking cute and all that, but they all, they all fellas here. Praise God. May you grow up spiritually in Jesus' name. You know, so he woke up and he realized it was a dream. But what put Solomon in this position that he would ask for the right thing? This is what I was showing you now. Wow, what a life. And he was told, hear my children the instruction of the father. Proverbs number four. And give attention to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Now, okay, do not forsake my law. And he says, when I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, meaning, now Solomon, we know he wrote the book of Proverbs, uh, most of it. And uh, he was a child to David. Now when he says, when I was my father's son, he doesn't, it's not an empty word. He doesn't mean my father was my father and I was his son. Why should he say that? When you look at it in the Hebrew setting, when he calls himself my father's son, the, the correct rendering should be, I was my father's adopted son. Now, you're also wondering, he was, a bio, he, was a biological, he was a biological child. Yes, he was. But you see, what used to happen was when a father is training a child to be a king, they would train the child for years to prepare him to be a king. So they would give him to governors. They would send him to other kings. And when he is of full age in wisdom and in understanding the ways of a king and now to rule a kingdom, then the father would adopt him now as his son. Are you listening to me? So when he says, I was my father's son, it means he was trained to be a son to inherit the kingdom. He was not the firstborn. He was not perhaps even the favorite son. But he was trained specifically to become a king. See, when, when we are not training you to become a king, when you are coming for these meetings consistently, we are not training you to become a king. We are training you to realize the king in you. Because the Bible already says for you, because for you the Bible says you have been made kings and priests to his God. You've already been made. But we have to pull that king out of you. And how did Solomon become that king? He was trained. And this is a conversation he's having with his father. And he's telling him, 
He also taught me and said to him, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. You can imagine he's a little boy of seven and the father is talking to him. He's training him to be a king. Listen, I'm training you to be a king. Soon I may die. I may not know how long I have. But listen to me. It says, get wisdom. Solomon, are you listening to me? Get understanding. It says, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is a principal thing. That's what he told him. Therefore, get wisdom. And the cowboy is just sitting there, understanding and knowing that wisdom is the most important thing I need. Because the father is giving a very serious lecture. Things are not the same today. I think this lecture is going to be hard. You know, and you can't even take notes. The thing is getting into his spirit. So when he appeared before God, the king of kings, he knew how to present himself properly as a king because he had been trained. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get it says, exhort her and she will promote you. How many need promotion here? <sighs> He's telling us a way to promotion. Are you listening to me? If wisdom is a way to promotion. No, no, not connections. And you know, mm. I'll define for you wisdom. Mm. You people think you know everything about it. I'll give you something new today. Mm. Wisdom will give you promotion. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Let's see the other things that wisdom will give you. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered because of wisdom. Hey. And when you run, you will not stumble. It says, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. He's talking about wisdom. It says, keep wisdom. When you are given instructions, when you are instructed in the path of righteousness, when you are instructed in the, instructed in the correct wisdom, that's an expression of the wisdom of God. It says, hold on to those things that you've been taught. Do not stumble to the left or to the, right, to the right. Then he says, because therein is your life. He's not even saying success. He's taking it a step, a notch higher. He says, that's your life. Forget it. <laughs> hear my son and receive my sayings and hear for your, for, for your life. For the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not live in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel it. He says, pay attention to my words, verse 20. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. He's telling him, he's telling him, keep my wisdom. Keep it, keep it, keep it. And he was, this boy was like, this is too much for me to bear. This, this Proverbs chapter 4 uh, lesson must have been tough. It must have been intense. That years afterwards, when he appeared before God and God told him, what do you want? Because he was feeling insufficient. A great king has just died. Everybody's against you. What do you need? But he remembered because he had been trained. Be trainable. 
That's what Paul said. Paul said, so that our rest is not in vain. When you properly live your life according to the gospel we taught you, he says, our rest will not be in vain. We will stand like this one day. We will stand like this one day. And everybody who sat under my tutelage will be called. And in some people's lives, it will be as if I ran my race in vain in their life. I'm telling you, you even know that here we are not getting anything. Nothing. No coins on me. The only thing is, ah, oh, thank you, Sir Daniel. You saved your life. You look at the angel. Next, oh Lord, can we skip this one? <laughs> no. The Bible says because a day is coming, the Lord declares it that every man's work shall pass through a fire. I stood before God one day and I experienced that thing. It's horrible. <laughs> Some of you have no works except where you work. No works. No, no, talk to me. Talk to me. Do you want to see at the back of your head? God will ask you about where you got the job, how you are reporting at seven hours. Get your job, that's okay, but that's for your earthly living. It benefits you nothing in heaven, especially if you're not using it to the glory of God. You see these people, they are even prouder. Me, they have got a job. So why? Mama, I'm busy. How is all this a change And they reach a place where sometimes they, they look at you who are so consistent with church, like, ah, they got nothing to do. Okay, you will live all the hundred years here. We will meet in the next 10,000 years. We'll see who will be smiling. We'll see. Oh, I don't mean to warn you. I'm not doing a pastor on you. Praise God. We have a responsibility to pick papers in church. That's an honor. One man of God cried because when he went to the church, he started. They punished a certain woman who had committed something wrong to be sweeping and cleaning the church every Friday. He wept, he said, since when did doing service to God become a punishment? What you're supposed to do is make them sit at home and do nothing. And there are a lot of people who never know that service is a privilege until it's taken away from them. And for some of them, even after it's taken away from them, they will never know until they stand before God. Praise God. Amen. Be trainable. Do you know what the Bible says in the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 30? It says, Christ has been made unto us wisdom of all things. Of all things. Christ has been made unto us wisdom. Why? I've never seen any scripture where it says Christ is our knowledge. But it says, Christ has been made unto us wisdom. There's something about this. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, say, What are you doing? Are you capable of receiving instruction? Or are you so proud and pumped up? Or are talking to Christians, I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people who've got some faith in Jesus, who love the Lord. But those are the ones I'm talking about. But they've got a twisted theology. I was teaching you last time in the church group to say, there are some people, I mean, I met a young lady, very good girl who loves the Lord, says, I cannot be consistent with church because I just don't like spiritual meetings. So I would rather sit down and watch a YouTube video or um, read a post or something. These are people who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior for in the future, just in case this whole heaven hell will read this video. But then they've accepted him partly as Lord. So they are part time believers. <laughs> and some of them just lack instruction, they just lack wisdom, they've not been taught. He says, you can't call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say. Do you know what it means when you call someone Lord? Lord, Lord, my Lord. It's serious. When someone is your Lord, it means when they say, mm, you have to say one thing with fresh you have to understand that we've got a dual relationship with God. Whilst he is our love, whilst he is our daddy, he's also our boss. No wonder there is there are scriptures, there's a myriad, a plethora of scriptures that talk about us standing before God and being judged. Are you listening to me? Ask your neighbor again, what are you doing for God? They've decided we'll go this far with God. They say, ah, we'll go this far. With God, I think we'll be reading a scripture. Then when we remember that God is there at night before sleeping, because we've got a bad dream. So at night before they sleep, they will pray. In the morning, they'll just wake up, carry this light. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Then they'll just do what they want to do. They'll go to church, sit in the bench. Yes, they can listen to the word of God once in a month. But when it comes to, can you serve in a department now? Oh, you my, my son. And I'm busy. They can't. We don't even talk about evangelizing. There are some people you can't even know that they are believers. You'll be shocked when you discover them in church lifting. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> That's what Jesus Christ said. John said, he observed them. He said, they loved, even though they knew Jesus and they accepted him, they couldn't confess him because they loved the praises of men. They didn't want to, chest, to be chased out of the synagogue. You don't want them to remove you out of the WhatsApp group. You don't want them out to remove you out of your chilimba. You don't want them to remove you out of your kama clique, your kama squad. So you believe in Jesus, but you dare not speak about him. Keep quiet. At least none believe yes so. At least. Selfish. 
There's a place that believers have to get to. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about people who are unbelievers, people who don't care about Jesus. I mean, today I went to eat a pie at the center. So I went where they play pool and I sat there, just decided to observe what happens. Because last time when we won someone to Christ, I was with Deacon Joe. We just went there at the center, people were drinking. I started talking to two ladies. Hi, how are you? My name is Daniel. Okay. Ba, 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 ba. 20 minutes later, they were all receiving Jesus. <laughs> now, from <on> now. <laughs> we don't care. I mean, I just left and then bombs were bombing Satan. <laughs> You may start looking a bit weird. No, you don't have business with that. Will their looks help you in eternity when you stand before God? Will your school come defend you? Sorry, then I'm keeping in a busy. And you see people there, people there, not even your work will defend you. Mm-hmm. They are in your workplace where you are abused, they don't respect you, you are, you, you are saving your salary. It won't even help you. That boss of yours will just be also him shaking in his boots waiting for his own judgment. Hallelujah. <laughs> People don't know how to use their freedom in the world out there. I notice they don't know how to use their freedom. I notice many men, the Spirit of God began to communicate to me, says, it's been long since I saw a person drinking and smoking at once. I was, in, I was intrigued. I just sat there with a pie and a drink. <laughs> and the guys are playing poor and I'm just there watching. And I thought, this is the worst sinner. I mean, two more walked in just right there. I was thinking, oh, those are two more worst sinners. And as I'm thinking, another one walks... I mean, it's wild. <laughs> and I know I think that's deep. It's probably deeper stuff that they do in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, because and they just look bored. They don't know how to use their freedom. The Bible, and I was just thinking, in my heart I began praying in tongues, and I began speaking under my breath. I claim that one for Christ. When he does this, I say, I claim you. <laughs> Girl, how many notch tell She's now saved. Reached there and sat there and looked at her and said, Are you saved? Oh, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> the, the girl looked at him and said, oh, What are you talking about? Ah, just right there. Same one. <laughs> got the girl saved, got her number, went to her room. As we went to her room, minister to her, we were coming out. We found she there doing nothing. Are you saved? God has said, <laughs> we just don't care, we're just looking at you as simple. No, you're not designed to be normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying be weird, walking like this. I'm just saying you should know what your main purpose is. Mm-hmm. Don't minor in 
the majors and major in the minors. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the principal, is the principal thing. Let's stand to our feet. Have you been fed? I want you to begin praying. Lord, let your wisdom begin to manifest in me. Now, the next, let me first tell you this. The next meeting we are going to have, I'm going to explain why Christ has been made wisdom. I didn't explain that, but begin praying. Lord, let your wisdom begin to come to me. May I be trainable. I open my heart to the leading of the Spirit. May I know what the Lord wants me to do when he wants me to do it. Teach me to give myself, myself fully to do your will at the right time. Come on, raise your voice.
How many have been feeling restless? Not you've been feeling restless. There's strength for anybody who's been feeling like that. You don't have enough strength, maybe emotionally, whatever the case is. I feel that in my spirit. Just raise your hand where you are. The rest of you raise your hand where you are. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I receive strength. I receive strength now. Now. In the next one minute, you need to prophesy over the next three months.